Thank you for joining the podcast. I do realize there are so many options available and the fact that you chose to listen to this podcast means a lot to me. My name is Sharon Feckety. I am the host of the Dr. Whisperer Show. I am also the founder of the Dr. Whisperer. So basically, I am the Dr. Whisperer. We are going to navigate through the business of medicine together. We're going to feature some doctors, some healthcare attorneys, some patients, some practice managers, people that will help you navigate through this industry. So thanks for joining us. If you are enjoying the podcast and you think somebody else could benefit from it, share it with them or write a review or both. Thanks again. 2021, we're coming for you and we're going to get through this together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am very pleased to be here with Eric Reed of the Reed Five Group, which I can't wait to find out what the Reed Five <laughs> Group is, quite honestly. Well, I'll be excited to talk about it. So, well, good. So, um, we're going to have a conversation about marketing, and I can't tell you how happy I am to talk about marketing and culture because God knows we've been talking about what's going on in the world a little too much lately. So let's get back to business today. Uh, welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks for being here. Oh, well, thanks for having me. I, uh, you know, I'm excited to, yeah, I like to talk marketing. I like to talk healthcare. I, I just, I guess I like to talk if you ask my wife, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> my husband point, would say the same, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. but I think, um, I think there's, I, I'm just looking forward to this conversation. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited. So I understand that you started in healthcare on your journey. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Well, so so that's 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 true and it's not true. So it, okay. it's it's true in my my overall journey out of school, getting into marketing. I got in with the alternative industries. In fact, um, you know, the weekly publications that come out they used to come out on Thursday when when there really wasn't a lot of digital, it was just print, you'd pick that up, where the restaurants, where the nightlife, the music, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually ran one in Orlando uh, at the time. So, so I, but here's, here's the connection to healthcare. One of the things that that alternative industry was faced with was, you know, kind of convincing people that they were a legitimate outlet with a real audience, the right demographic, the right age group, right income, college, whatever the education that they were trying to get. And so healthcare was a big, uh, opportunity for us. And so we broke through with some specific healthcare programs. And then I just kind of liked what I saw in healthcare. Um, I liked the kind of the the hunger, if you will, for marketing, fighting against referrals, just all the things that layer themselves into the business side of healthcare. Mm-hmm. But well, this is kind of something that I that I really kind of like. I like the challenge of trying to crack the code, if you will. And so from that point, fast forward many years to where I'm at now, um, you know, I've, I've been with some startups. Uh, I've been with a lot of media companies, Gannett, USA Today. I run my own agency. I do a podcast. And, and a lot of times we, you know, we, we talk to healthcare uh, CMOs, et cetera, because it's all about uh, marketing. And so I've, you know, just fortunate, I've been fortunate to have a lot of accounts uh, that have uh, wanted to, like I said, crack the code of healthcare. And so I've just kind of been able to kind of build a reputation in that space. So how long has it been that you've been on an entrepreneurial journey? Uh, it's been, well, it's been three and a half years officially, but okay, it's been about congrats. 10 years. Well, thank you. It's been <laughs> probably about 10 years beyond that because I've always, you know, I've, I've always found myself in businesses that are running themselves 
you know, startups, et cetera, from an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial uh, perspective. Uh, but I've always had that hunger of just wanting to, you know, sit at the table, strategize, uh, come up with, you know, all kinds of different marketing tactics that we think could be effective. Uh, and so I've always had that in my blood, but officially about three and a half years. That's fantastic. So one of the questions that popped out to me, I'm mm-hmm. really intrigued by. Oh, but before we get to that, tell me why Read Five Group. I have to know. Okay, so if you could uh, see my house, we have the number five all over the place. I have three children, so there's five of us in our in our Aww. group, if you will. Uh-huh. So the the number five has always been significant for my wife and myself. Um, you know, I have three children, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. one of them's uh, uh, out of college and two other are in college. And so mm-hmm. it's so significant that my oldest daughter um, has a little, got a little number five tattoo on her wrist. So the number five is just kind of synonymous with the Reed family. And so when I was starting this business and trying to, you know, I, I really just thought, well, this is, you know, not to sound corny, but this is really for the family. This Legacy. Is for, yeah. Sure. And so I thought, you know, I can, I can get behind that. I can, I can, I can do things with passion, which is important. So it was just important for me not to be, you know, Eric's agency or, you know, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's where read five came it. from. And we're just a, you know, we're, we're just a boutique agency. We, we handle very small amount of clients mm-hmm. um, uh, just to really, uh, like I said, we, about half of our clients are in the healthcare space. I love it. Gary Vaynerchuk's favorite number is number five. I did not know that. that. Well, there you go. And every picture you you see of him, he always goes like this. Okay. I'll have to dig in. And for whoever's listening, I just flashed number five. (laughs) Okay. So here's the first question that really, really intrigued me. Okay. Should we bring marketing in-house? Okay. That's that's an awesome question. What's funny that you gravitated to that because that is really from a healthcare perspective. That whole yeah. question for me comes from a healthcare perspective. Sure. And so, you know, I'd love to say yes or no, and I, I hate to kind of, you know, teeter and waffle on this, but the answer to that's going to be, I don't know, maybe we need to dig a little bit deeper. The whole point to that is, is don't, it, being from big media with Gannett and spending some time with USA Today, et cetera, um, in healthcare, the, the marketing departments are so full. Just there's, there's a lot of people. And that may have changed a little bit in the last year, but they're, they're, they're pretty heavy. If you're in a, in a major healthcare vertical uh, system, you've got somebody running, you know, oncology, you got somebody running, if you're run by vertical, uh, women's health, uh, you know, orthopedics, et cetera. Um, if you're in a smaller agency or in a smaller healthcare private practice, you have, you still have somebody running marketing and maybe an intern or assistant who nowadays is handling your social, which is something else. If, if we get to that, I think we need to really understand what social means for healthcare. But the, so what I noticed was, is that you had these big teams, but yet there was so much outside help coming into the healthcare systems. And so one of the things that I work on with my clients is it's great. If you need to run a TV ad, if you need to run a radio spot, if you need to run some print ads, but all the incremental stuff that's digital that you're trying to do, you know, that can be done in-house. And I know it's intimidating and I know it's a little scary, but it's pretty simple. It's complicated in execution, perhaps. I don't say complicated, but it's layered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to do your marketing in-house, uh, to me for healthcare, is something that, well, when I say in-house, I mean working with an agency, or but, but maybe not 
partnering so deeply with the big media companies. Mm -hmm. And so when you bring it in-house, it doesn't mean that you're not using an agency to help you, but I really think you need to make a lot of decisions internally about what's important to you, how it complies with HIPAA, the things that you know, whether they're accurate or not, the way that your health system and your facility is run, I think it's a little bit easier to control those things. And I think you can save some money as well. So I, I really understand what you're saying there. Um, I've always wished that they would have somebody in-house when I, I always want to pinpoint one star player internal mm-hmm. because any efforts that I do myself as a consultant, as somebody that owns a media company, if I don't have somebody on the inside that can um, be a, a continuation of the branch that yep. is the external model, then I really don't have a shot sometimes, you know, because right. I've always said, it doesn't really matter what I do on the outside. If, if it can't translate inside, you know, if there's not somebody tracking these yeah. um, uh, media, whatever it is, if somebody's doing social media, if you're not tracking your referrals, if you're not tracking um, what you're doing with maybe a physician liaison, uh, you're just as I like to say, just lighten your money on fire. (laughs) Well, I think that's a great point. And I want to be clear because I think what you, what you said is an amazing point. It's the, so when I say bringing it in house, I don't mean don't lean on anybody outside the walls, do it all yourself. What I mean is exactly what you articulated a little bit clearer is you've got to, you've got to give the power and the authority and the responsibility and ownership of some, of some of the people internally, they can't just be, reactionary to what media companies and what agencies are telling you to do. You have to own it. You have to buy and you really have to partner with that agency or or to your point, the things just don't translate and don't execute uh, as well as they could. Sure. So, and, and then there's the other side, right? Where I focus just on healthcare. I don't work only in healthcare. As I tell many people, if I can work with doctors, I could literally work with anybody on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, but what I have seen is that you might find somebody who is a great person up front or is bubbly or whatever, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean they have the skills yeah. to, well, you know, to formulate a strategy that has to be behind a marketing plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. We talk tactics and we talk strategy a lot and mm-hmm. they're, they're put into the same sentence in the same barrel, but they're, they're very, very different. And so to your point, Executing on a tactic means that you're following a schedule. Okay, on Wednesday, I got to post for this doc. On, on Tuesday, I got to post for this doc, etc. The strategy is much different. And I think that we assume, I, I just think it's not fair to assume you may, you know, I talk about the right person in the wrong chair and the wrong chair and the right person a lot as well. And so many times the person is a cultural fit. They're bright, they're smart. They, 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 they fit right in with the culture of your company but you might be asking them to do something that they're not capable of doing at least yet. Not that they can't be, but they might not be there yet. And or maybe so, they don't want to, Eric. Correct. And so whatever that reason is, um, A, eventually they won't be happy in their job, but B, um, you might be measuring them on things that just isn't fair to measure somebody on. Yeah. You know, that uh, way back in the day, um, when I started in my career, you know, um, being director of operations for New York Medical, we had a lot of employees. And I would say one of my greatest gifts in life is to not have that today. Um, 
but I have been through it. So I know what it yeah. means to, to formulate um, as close as you can get to a dream team. Mm -hmm. But once you start putting people, as we mentioned, into positions where they're not going to thrive, you are going to have turnover. You know, I think in, in the healthcare industry, um, which I will focus on, it, it, the turnover is almost, you know, um, it's almost laughable because yeah. they don't develop um, a culture. They don't develop um, listening to their staff when the staff comes on and, and we say, all right, you're going to be our front office ambassador because I'm going to call it ambassador because I certainly don't want you to be miserable. Mary sitting up there throwing a clipboard <laughs> at my, my patients coming in. Exactly. Right. But you want, you don't want to turn miserable Mary into miserable Mary and then the marketing person too, yep. right? Because she's right. never going to last. And I think that that has definitely been my greatest um, disconnect working with physicians is trying to understand that you can't put somebody in a position that they're not actually going to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. I, I will tell you that locally uh, there was a client that I had that, that was, trying to the Christ hospital and they were trying to, um, and I didn't have them at this time. It was a client that I, that I've done a lot of business with, but the CMO there started a, um, change of culture campaign. That was important mm -hmm. to her. And I just, I just want to clarify when, 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 when people say what people hear when they hear culture, if they're thinking that means you can wear jeans on Friday right, or a ping pong table. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I talk about as yeah. a clutter culture. Yeah. We've got to get rid of that. I can yeah. tell you for my daughters, for the next wave of people who are coming into the business place, that's not culture. Right. Culture is really just being human today yeah. and, and tolerating the things that just normal, you know, my daughter threw up me the other day is the European union is, is pushing to go to 32 hour work weeks. Mm. And she's like, why in this country are we pushing to go to 50 hour work weeks? Now I'm not going to get in a debate about that and, and tell you where I stand on that, but I'm just going to say, these are the kind of questions that are coming up. And so when you're building a culture, you better be aware of not just the people who are there, but the people that are going to be your future. Oh That's my goodness. Understanding that. the generations is yeah. huge. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard the same thing. Those millennials, I'm like, listen, I know plenty of lazy people that mm -hmm. are my age. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, another thing too is, cause I say that too, millennials, millennials, right. we need to slap ourselves, not, not literally, but we need to wake ourselves up a little bit. I need I to say do slap them. Yes. Okay. Well, well, here's right, my point. We need to, so millennials now is great, but we need to start talking about Gen Z a little bit because yeah. now they're coming in. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I, I know this is healthcare. I go off down some rabbit holes no, once in a while, have but to it's be. important. And I will tell you in marketing departments and even wall to wall in healthcare, in my experience is we, we say we want the right people and we're looking for good people. Um, but we need to really understand, you know, what our mission is. I mean, if you were to ask anybody in a healthcare marketing department, not to pick on healthcare, it's probably most companies. What's your company vision? What's your mission statement? If they can't recite it, which I'm guessing 50% or more can't, uh, you've got a culture issue. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Um, I feel like we could talk forever. Okay. Let's, let me go to your questions. Cause okay. I've never done this. So that's why I'm excited about it. I have okay. them in front of me. This is right. a, the first time ever in the over 200 podcasts. Okay. What are the top three things a business can change to immediately improve their business or organization? 
Well, I think the, are we talking, you want me to stay in the healthcare world or? No, because okay. quite honestly, Eric, um, I, if I'm going to network with anybody myself or. If hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I worked with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram, Thai Technology Rocks. I'm going to recruit for a mm -hmm. practice depending upon the position. I look for people that are not in the healthcare industry. All right. So unless I would, you're a doctor, right? Or, or like a clinician. Okay. Let's, let's clarify. So I would say first, the first thing just, uh, and not in any particular order, but the, but the three that I would do is, well, I will keep them in order. I think culture starts at the top. No, I won't go into what we've talked about a lot, but you need to really ask, you know, your leadership team, what is our company culture here? Is it defined? Is our vision clear? And if the answer is no, that's okay. Welcome to a group of about 80% of the businesses out there. Um, it doesn't mean you won't be successful, but it does mean there's an opportunity to improve. So if you say we have a good culture here, you know, ask around a little bit, make sure that vets out. And if it, you do great, if you don't, you need to address that. And how to address it, I mean, research it online. There's a lot of good books on it, but you've got to make people in that time when they park the car and then get into their desk, providing we're back in that, that situation where you go to work, they, they need to not have reasons that say, man, I don't want to go into the office today. Yeah. So you got to eliminate that. The yeah. second thing is, is you have to define, um, what marketing is for your business. And again, I, I think it's important because marketing time, you know, whether you're patient acquisition, whether you're client acquisition, whether you're, you know, internet, you know, shopping cart, you know, e, you know, e-commerce, you have to understand that your marketing is a handhold with your sales. Mm -hmm. And so if your marketing department is a department that does one sheets that makes sure, you know, the coffee's ordered, that makes sure all that kind of stuff. And I came up through the sales side. So, you know, there's that relationship that has to exist. So if you don't have a cohesive relationship with sales and marketing, again, you won't, not saying you'll fail, you're just missing out on big potential. So is your culture where it needs to be? Does your sales and marketing department have a cohesive relationship? And if you don't have a marketing department, is your media company working tightly with your sales department? The third thing I would say, and I say this a lot, is in addition to culture clutter, I think Shrink your universe is the number one thing. The businesses need to understand what they do and where they do it and what they do well. So I know we want to be at point C and D's at some point, but you're in point A right now. And so understand what your universe is, whether that's local, regional, national, and be the best in that space. And nothing I'm saying to you is anything that's like, oh my gosh, I've never heard that. The fourth thing I'll sneak in here is, yes, those three things might be basic, but the difference between success and mediocrity and even failure is that the companies that understand that the basics really need the attention and are important, you have to focus on those. You can't think, oh, that's stuff I learned 20 years ago. Well, are you doing it every day? So right. it's really a self-check and an evaluation, in my opinion. Yeah. So um, I just had a, a meeting with my team 
the other day and we were talking about clients. <laughs> and what um, I had this list of three that we're all coming from this very desperate place mm-hmm. of, you know, I have to keep the lights on. I need to get new business, you know, and, and it's like they've taken their entire business and placed it in our hands as the end all. Right. Uh And I'm sure you've heard the same of, um, uh, you know, we're going to cut marketing Uh first, which is, Oh my God. Like it just, it makes it, I'm banging my head for all of you that are listening. Um, it's, it's the worst decision ever, but you know, I know you've, you mentioned that you start, you've, you've done a lot of work with startups. If people don't have a marketing plan before they isolate even a building Mm -hmm. to rent or to buy, you're going to work out of desperation. And then you're going to go from marketing company to let me try PR, to let me try networking events. And the truth is, in my opinion, and you'll tell me if you agree or disagree, is that, you know, what makes a business successful in the marketing arena? Well, that's by doing everything. Mm-hmm. It's never doing one thing. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to open and sustain a business. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I, I agree with you uh, on a lot of levels of that. I, I would say that um, the first thing is that marketing is not a save or a fix. A lot of people go to marketing because we have to generate business. Okay, now I'll start a Google AdWords campaign or now... I'll do a content strategy or now let's start a podcast. Let's, you know, let's build out a media page on our website, mm-hmm. um, which by the way, if you don't have a media page on your website in healthcare, I think that's a big miss. Um, um, so I, that, so we, and he, let's, let's, let's just put the, you know, let's point out the elephant in the room. We're two marketing people. So does it sound funny that we're saying you need marketing? I don't know. You make that decision, but the end of the day is, is you don't, You don't pay your electric bill when you need it. You pay it every month. You don't pay your payroll when you need it. You pay it every month. Marketing has to get the the successful businesses out there. See marketing as a true recurring annual cost that should be increasing because you see your revenue going up and it has to be tied to that. So if you're reactionary and I get it, the small pizza place, the small mom and pop shop, I understand that coming up with a thousand dollars a month. Sure. And waiting 90 days to get return. I get it. I understand that's painful, but then invest in effort. You know, you know, maybe don't pay somebody, do some online classes, learn how to do marketing yourself and stay up till 10 o'clock at night, midnight, like most business owners right. do when they're building it. Right. And just put Eric, in the how effort. How did you learn how to do a podcast? Um, spending hours at night, <laughs> researching, <laughs> right. et cetera. And I didn't pay anything exactly. except effort right. and you- time. Yeah. So stop looking at marketing as return on investment and look at it as return on effort would be my response to that. I think that's great. I, you know, I, it's very difficult. Um, I don't ever sell to the, the unsellable. There's no sense there, mm-hmm. you know, um, my marketing package for myself even is doing what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we are having a conversation. We're doing something that is 2021 compliant. Right. It's a podcast. It's a video. Um, we're, I have, we were talking before I hit record about this wall behind me that I bought from Amazon. It's sixteen right. ninety nine. I think it's not a real wall. But it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this microphone, everything that I have comes from Amazon, but 
You know, it takes a lot of work. And I, I think um, I've been asked myself, and I'll ask you the same, you know, how, how did you get to where you are today? How do people know about your brand? What did you do? Well, I think the, you know, I, I well, I listened to a lot of influencers uh, out in the space, you know, before I started podcasting. And there's a lot of people who, if I want to know how, to, if I could have a conversation with uh, Tom Brady, giving, yeah. you know, now a Tampa Bay uh, favorite. I never liked him before. I love now, him. Now, now you do, right? <laughs> but if you could, if you wanted to learn how to throw a football and you could have an hour conversation with Tom Brady, even if it was in an auditorium or a, mm. a Zoom call with, with a thousand other people, you'd do it. Sure. And so you learn about what you want to do. You learn about your craft. You learn about things by putting in the time and effort that we, that we just talked about. So to me, um, if you can get exposed to people who have proven themselves, then you can, you can pick and choose what works for you and discard what you don't. Even they would tell you that this isn't the recipe exactly for all you guys, but here's some things that, that have worked for me. And so you, you try it and you see what works. I've, I've tried, you know, I'm not a big proponent of trying something short-term and getting rid of it, Mm -hmm. but on that same token, you know, you can know pretty quickly if you're throwing out a lot of dollars and you're not getting return on it. So mm-hmm. I do think you have to pick and choose trial and error and build your, uh, and build your system out that way. But the much, as much as you can absorb will go a long way for you. And I would say this, that listen, podcasting is growing exponentially. And it, we talked about a media page, uh, uh, you know, for some healthcare clients, the first thing that I've done when I've come in is said, listen, we're Where's your, you know, can I jump to social real quick? Is that cool? Please, I own so, a social media company. Yeah, Let's so talk here's, about so, it. So when you walk into, you asked me why I got into healthcare. And, and one of the things that was intriguing to me is when you find out, and again, it's not, it's no offense to anybody. There's a lot of doctor pressure. I've got to be doctor so-and-so, got to push this out. You got to get a press release off to the medical journal to say we have a new doctor. And at the end of the day, are those really bringing patients in? So in healthcare, what, it, what I realized is you've got to let marketing people do what they do. And if you're not okay with that, um, you need to probably find ways that you can be okay with that. You need to let these people who know marketing, who work for you, take ownership and, and, and have a challenge to drive patient to build the uh, the referrals and reputation management, et cetera. And so for me, when, when, when somebody handles social and healthcare too often, it's like, I got to put out a post on Monday. I got to put out a post on Tuesday. I got to put a post out on Wednesday. And the key to that statement was I got to, or I have to No, because if that's why you're doing it, that's a miss. The content you put out on social has to be relevant, has to be tactile, has to fit your strategy that you talked about. And so for me, that media page was always a place that I could house sponsored content, blogs, original content, whatever, press releases in the news. And then you take those and you drive traffic to that page. And so again, not to go out on a whole tactic of all that, but if you don't have a media page, you have no you have no way to get people outside of your homepage or other pages into something that could be interesting. And really it's not always about, Hey, come see us. We we're doing two for one knee replacements this month. I mean, that doesn't work in healthcare, but building reputation, building brand, positive influence. uh, And again, providing value, right? Basic things, right. You know, providing value is so key and it's so important to not sell. Right. I mean, I will say this until the end of time, that every time you post that phone number that nobody can click on anyway, mm-hmm. you're wasting your time. You know, get, buy two uh, Botox, get six free. You know, right. it doesn't it doesn't work. You know, people, right. especially now, and when we're talking about the different generations and how they see the world, 
it's so much different than how we grew up. You know, yeah. um, I think that there's there's more emphasis on doing good for the world. There's more emphasis on uh, inclusive, you know, inclusivity. Um, it all of it matters. And it and does. having real conversations like these, um, they really matter to the generations that are coming up. And if you're running a business today, I don't care if it's a medical business or a pizzeria, you really have to get involved in these conversations. So uh, before we sign off today, Eric, is there anything that you want to tell the audience that um, I have missed? There are a lot of questions, but I like the ones that I picked. <laughs> no, I, I think to stay on healthcare and to really get some takeaway on that. The big thing that I think a lot of people are faced with, and we really have to ask ourselves this question is, I've, I've run into a lot of um, CEOs uh, and there's a, that relationship of, of surgeons and doctors and marketing is, is a, is a, it's a, it's a give and take relationship. Um, at the end of the day, That's very kind of you, you know, I, I would have trying, said it a little different. Well, I was going with tenuous and different things like that. The point is, is there's a lot of arguing what's the right way to market and, and I don't blame doctors, but their brand is important to them, but it's not the brand of the business. Mm. And so how do you balance both is really the challenge in healthcare, in my opinion. And so one of the things I would say though, that is maybe not what we want to hear because the older generation, which I'm in, the older generation is saying that people go to the doctor, not the practice. I will tell you that if you're, if you're under the age of 35, that is not true. Th that is not true. My daughter does not care about they'll, they'll, they'll look up and make sure the doctor hasn't had malpractice suits, et cetera, but they're looking for a company that's, that's showing that they care about leaving a green footprint, that they care about different things and that's convenient to get in. She's not, you know, so I just want to say that I understand that it's your brand and it's your name, but I would argue that if you think that doctors bring in the patients versus the facility, that might be true in your case, but it shouldn't be the way to position yourself in the future. You're 100% right. I have a, a brother who's 10 years younger than me. He's in New York still. Mm -hmm. You know, I recommend a lot of practices here in Tampa Bay. It's been a long time in New York, so I haven't recommended anybody. And he asked me, what should I do to get a primary care? What's the most efficient way? And I told him to go on ZocDoc. Yeah. You know, go to a place that has real time reviews that you can make your yep. appointment online that you could text if you have to where there's of course there's electronic health records i mean dear god yeah that's where we're at though at 100 you know we're looking for sustainability and we're looking for for growth it's a different world and i i hope everybody if they get nothing out of this which i'm sure they'll get plenty because it was <laughs> you doing most of the talking eric which well, is what we're here for to learn from others is that you have to you have to absolutely consider 2021 you have to market right in the year that we're living in. Can, can I, I'm sorry, I drag yeah, this out, ahead. but here's the last thing. This, this is the last thing. If you healthcare should be just as fun and just as exciting for working for a music promoter. Now, I'm, again, if you like the black keys, maybe that's not going to be, you know, I'm not saying it's as exciting as the music industry. But what I'm saying is stop leaving the best talent, not wanting to come into healthcare. If you create a culture and environment where you can bring in a sharp marketer who you say, listen, this is your playground. I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to very, you know, strict standards. Here's what we want, but do what you got to do as long as it stays within the, the brand in the market. And we're not, you know, staying in within HIPAA, all that make it, make it rain for us. And if you create that environment, you'll get some real heavy hitter marketers in there who just like the opportunity to build 
success. I couldn't agree more. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. And all of your information is on the show notes. I highly recommend you get in touch with Eric. He knows what he's talking about. Well, thank you for being here, Eric. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review or share it with somebody you know and care about that would benefit from listening. But more importantly, if you are thinking about advertising your business in the year 2021, sponsoring a podcast is major. 44% of people pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than any other media. And 37% agree that advertising on a podcast is actually the best way to reach them. 70% have considered a new product or service after hearing an ad on a podcast. And I'm one of those people. And this is all according to Edison Research. Don't believe me, believe the research. So if you're interested in sponsoring, give us a shout.